0: no cgi oh, yeah. he did that job
1: oh yeah 100 percent. i 100%. mean that was like what a 12 foot gap
0: <laughs> i don't think <laughs> honestly i think he might have cut his leg off for this movie <laughs> got a prosthetic leg and made that job
1: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Screenwriters, the show where my co-host Rip and I try to right some wrongs by making bad movies just a little bit better. As always, I'm Chaps, and let's get things going. Rip, how are you?
0: Good, Chaps. How are you?
1: I'm not too bad. Nice little Monday night going on here. What did you get up to recently? Uh, I mean, I feel like we just spoke um that's true the pod we just last recorded on wednesday so it's, uh, nothing new has happened since then
0: <laughs> yeah i mean to be fair we also talk like every day because we are friends
1: <laughs> yeah true true we, we are real life friends as well
0: uh get this though I, I actually went on a hike over the weekend
1: okay tell me everything <laughs> i feel like i can count on one hand how many times you've gone on a hike <laughs>
0: um so here's my thing with hiking i really want to be like a patagonia guy but i don't want to hike <laughs> Does that make no, sense? I get the
1: appeal I, I get the appeal. No, because I have like I have a like one Patagonia shirt. I think my brother got it for me for Christmas and it's like my favorite shirt. It's awesome, right? It just it's it's gonna last forever, probably. So
0: how many hikes do you think you have to do a year in order to like get away you with be wearing a big, Patagonia?
1: You gotta be a big time hike guy. Like So then you
0: should give up your shirt.
1: No, I use it so I think it's different for me because I climb. So I wear it to climbing.
0: You don't climb outside. You don't hike and then go climb. You <laughs> climb at a rock gym. That's not the same.
1: <laughs> All right, you got me. You're not getting away with that. <laughs> I think you need to start, like, if you want to become a Patagonia guy or, like, someone who shops a lot at sale or mech, you got to, like, plan your weekends around hiking.
0: Honestly, I had a lot of fun. Like, it was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be.
1: Um. What would like any highlights of the hike or no? Like, uh, anything fun happen? Anything funny?
0: Um, no. So like I went with my girlfriend and she's like super passionate about like the outdoors, like loves going on hikes, loves going on walks. She's like slowly like getting me more into it. Um, but here's the problem. Neither of us are like particularly good at it. <laughs> so like we <laughs> downloaded like these apps that would like show us the trails and everything. We still got lost. We went on like what was supposed to be a six kilometer hike. and ended up being like a four hour like 15 (laughs) K
1: I've been on, I've been on one of those events before I went out and saw a friend who was living out in the mountains a couple years back. And what was supposed to be a five hour hike turned into from 10 AM to 10 PM at night. We brought limited supplies because no one knew it was supposed (laughs) to go that long. Like we were in the mountains. I hated it.
0: (laughs) I know where you live. What what mountains? Sorry. It was in BC. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. (laughs) No, it's good Good stuff, though. Like, I'll, I'll definitely go again. Well, I mean, I have to if I want my Patagonia sweater, so. That's
1: true. Is it like, um, is it like Scouts? Like, you earn it? Like, do you? that's a badge you earn? I think so. Like, you do five hikes, you get a Patagonia
0: badge. But then it's like, you know, what kind of sweater do you want? Because, like, I'm a really big quarter zip guy.
1: I wouldn't even go sweater. I'd go for the uh, the vest, the Patagonia vest. Like, you, what you do you, best, I don't know what you're I, doing. Yeah.
0: I don't think I could pull off a Patagonia vest. Have you ever tried? No. That's such a like. Is that a thing? Do you wear vest. I'm like, I'm, I'm, i at a loss wear for a words vest, here.
1: You wear vests when you go to like the pumpkin patch, you know. <laughs> you get one chance a year to go to a pumpkin patch. And you you want get a, one chance to, one chance a year to wear a vest. You're gonna be bold. You're gonna go with the vest.
0: Okay. Uh, I've officially had <laughs> enough of this topic. Um, do you want to tell All me right. what you're up to? <laughs> uh,
1: n- nothing. Nothing new has happened. Uh, since we last spoke, but. I did uh, get around to watching some new stuff other than the movie this week. I watched the latest episode of The Boys, which was a lot of fun. Where where are you in The Boys? Still haven't started. Like at all? <laughs> like at all.
0: Well, I've seen the first season.
1: Okay, that's good. At least you're not like completely behind. And I also, I watched, what's that? It's that new uh, documentary on Netflix all about like social media. I think it's called like The Social Problem or The Social Dilemma or something like that. <sighs> I... I- <laughs> I don't even know where to
0: get started with this. I'm sure you really enjoyed it. Actually, I saw on Letterboxd, uh, side note, nobody has followed us on Letterboxd, so thanks, guys. Um, I saw on your (laughs) Letterboxd that you rated this, like, four stars.
1: Yeah, like, it was just, like, informative. Like, it's not, like, I think if you take it for, like, sometimes it's very like heavy on like the world's going to end because of these Facebook algorithms. And I'm like, that's a bit much, but there is some truth behind a lot of the stuff that they're talking about. And it isn't all just like world doom at the end. They kind of turn it around and get a little bit more lighthearted and stuff.
0: I think my favorite thing about this is, and like the only social media platform I really use is Reddit, but I'm seeing like all over Reddit. People are like, Oh, like this, this stock is so woke. Like I love it. Like who knew I was so obsessed with my phone. Like where have you been for the last 10 years? <laughs>
1: obsessed with their phone and that's like, what
0: <laughs> you need to watch a documentary which i bet you were on your phone while you were watching it to tell yourself that you're on your phone too much come on and then you, where do you go <laughs> you go and you post about it
1: <laughs> like give me a break. Really i did see some tweets that were like like i i realize the irony of this but stop what you're doing on twitter and go watch the social dilemma or whatever like kind of thing is like true
0: i guarantee you it's going to get like nominated too for like best doc of the year or something
1: Well, it's interesting because it's, like, a doc and it also has, like, a story going on in the background. Like, there's, like, a bit of a movie happening. Like, they have real experts that they interview and then it cuts to, like, an actual thing that they filmed where it's, like, a storyline. And that's hard to follow because it, like, comes up every once in a while. You're like, oh, yeah, this thing's happening. And it's, like, this kid who's, like, being sucked down the rabbit hole of of social media. (laughs) Sure.
0: How old is the kid?
1: Who he's played by somebody? Have you seen We're the Millers? Yeah, he's that he's the kid in that. What what's his name?
0: The uh, kid who gets his uh, balls bit by the spider.
1: (laughs) Yes, he's that one.
0: I feel like that sounded funnier in my head, but in actuality, now it just sounds like I'm a creep who remembers his kid's
1: balls. (laughs) Well, he's like you're
0: not gonna you're not gonna cut that either.
1: (laughs) God damn it! He's not a kid. He's like an adult in the movie. I'm pretty sure.
0: Hang on, I think there's a, right.
1: there's a knock at my door. I think it's the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. You want to just take us into movie news then?
0: Yeah, I need to get away from this, uh, this catch-up. <laughs> Alright, movie news. Um, <laughs> Netflix means business, man. Two hot trailers dropped this week. Uh, we got the trial of the Chicago 7. That's the story of seven people on trial stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I cannot wait to watch this. Aaron Sorkin writing, Aaron Sorkin directing. We got Sasha Baron Cohen, Joseph Gordon Levitt, Eddie Rainman, nope, not Rainman, uh Red Main, <laughs> Jeremy Strong. <laughs> uh inject this into my veins, as Chads would say.
1: It uh, it looks really good. It has a stellar cast and it's Sorkin and it's gonna be like you know him, he's just gonna put together a really well-crafted story, and so, you're going to understand the events that are taking place unlike the movies we watch on this podcast <laughs> so let me just say i've actually been watching a ton
0: of west wing lately uh huge political junkie when it comes to that kind of stuff uh, i've never seen um the full series all the way through so i'm only on se- season four i absolutely love the show this honestly might be my favorite show of all time
1: so okay so it's west wing in the, the white house right like that's what that references to yes Okay, I don't know. I've never seen it no, well, at the, all. <laughs> what <laughs> other West Wing are they yes. talking about? <laughs> I don't. I don't know the West Wing on some other building that is part of the show. I don't know what the show is even about. It's actually about
0: a department store, the West Wing of the the department store uh, Sears. I <laughs> think it came out in the nineteen nineties, right? We need some more
1: staff over on the West Wing.
0: <laughs> uh, no, man, it's awesome though, and like, I'm not a huge Rob Lowe guy, but like Rob Lowe in this is sick too. Love his character, Sam Seaborn so okay okay. i like liberation
1: yeah yeah okay where where are you watching this uh i
0: bought the dvds and you knew i did (laughs) that's why you asked
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh by the way uh your dvds are on the way back to you that's great and yes i i sprung for the insurance (laughs) no you didn't that's okay yeah i did no no there's a tracking number and everything she said it was 35 cents extra so i was like all right he can have the insurance
0: Uh, you've been had because uh, Michael at my local shoppers uh, gave me a tracking number and I did did definitely not pay
1: for insurance so
0: I was upsold Um, maybe she was hitting on you were you wearing your Patagonia shirt
1: no sadly
0: (laughs) and she definitely wasn't then Uh, moving on uh, trailer number two by Netflix Uh, Adam Sandler is Hubie Halloween (laughs) I've been waiting all week to talk to you about this one. You know I'm a huge I fan. Know,
1: I want to know your first thoughts. Like, when you first saw this trailer, like, what went through your mind? Like, because I watched it last week, and I was like, oh, Rip's going to love this. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm going to steal everybody's joke online. Um, this is obviously the movie that Adam Sandler promised us he would make if he did not win the Oscar for Uncut Gems. Is that a real thing? <laughs> did you not hear this? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> for a movie podcast, we're way behind it. Eh? Um, <laughs> Basically, he told everybody, he's like, if I don't win an Oscar for my performance in Uncut Gems, I am going to unleash the worst movie you've ever seen. (laughs) I'm talking like worse than Jack and
1: Jill. So there's only one movie that I've ever wanted to walk out on, and it was that movie. (laughs) And I think I did. (laughs) But I'm excited. I'm excited for, was it Hubie, Hubie Halloween? Yeah,
0: the second he spoke, I lost it.
1: Well, it's basically The Water Boy. He's doing the water boy again.
0: <laughs> but, but Halloween. Oh, do you have a Reese's peanut butter cup for me? I would love that. <laughs> That's fucking awful. I
1: think that was spot on.
0: <laughs> Trick or treat. Smear my feet. <laughs> <laughs> i i
1: i love rips rips impressions i need to have we, i want someone like if we ever get a following someone to make a super cut just of all, all of just Rips all impressions of them, just every impression
0: <laughs> i i actually think this movie is gonna be a lot of fun though and like that's what it is he's not he doesn't make oscar movies right he's just having fun with the gang and that's what we got we got the grown ups crew back we got Maya rudolph uh keenan thompson claire from modern family uh back in the picture after happy gilmore
1: nice i think it's that's gonna be a nice lot of fun remember. man interesting return i like that there's a there's a lot of big names in the cast like i was watching the trailer and like, i'm like this could be a funny sandler movie again like we could get something that's interesting and like watchable because i haven't watched anything that he's put on netflix
0: really uh you should uh check I, out i think mur- murder mystery i think that's what it's called that was pretty good
1: there's one that i started and i just couldn't commit to it i guess is the <laughs> is the word <laughs> completely fair
0: (laughs) we can uh we can move on from the sandman though i got one more piece of news for you this is uh kind of in your wheelhouse we got some marvel news uh jonathan majors to join the mcu as kang the conqueror uh, rumored to be in the next ant-man movie so jonathan majors is known for defy bloods and he stars in the series uh lovecraft country
1: So, I don't know anything about Kang the Conqueror. So, this is going to be one of those ones where I'm going to have to, like, do research on it. And then it will be more my wheelhouse. Like, that's typically how I approach the MCU. Like, here's this guy named Thanos. And I'm like... And I learn everything I can about him.
0: You just go right down the rabbit hole,
1: eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I thought I was going to have to compete with you. So, I actually did write down a little bit. Uh, So, Kang the Conqueror is thought to be the next Thanos of the MCU. He's essentially one of the greatest villains to uh, face both Fantastic Four and the Avengers. Um his likelihood of being the next big villain essentially stems from, I guess, all the time travel we got in Endgame. Uh, of right. course, seeing as Ant-Man um, and, who is it, uh, Dr. Pym? So the Pym Particles, I guess that's yeah. the the link to time travel there and uh, Kang the Conqueror. So that's,
1: that's pretty cool. Yeah, it seems interesting. I am just, like, it's been so long. Like, it feels like a very long time since the MCU's been, like, since we've seen an MCU film, right? So, like, I have no hype at all for it.
0: Yeah, I actually think, if anything like it's kind of benefited from this uh this break i guess in movies right because both both you and i were saying we were getting kind of marbled out
1: yeah maybe that that maybe that is an interesting way to look at it like now that there's been this massive break and we're like we're cool we can breathe from the mcu i might be ready to do another 10 years i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i mean i don't know i every day i wake up you know i'm kind of like oh you know what maybe i am uh starting to feel um Scarjo's character who is he? Black Widow. Maybe, maybe we'll go see Black Widow. <laughs> Every day Ooh. gets pushed back. It got Change pushed back heart. again by the way.
1: <laughs> oh, did it? I'm pretty sure, okay. yeah. I just thought, well, I think movies are going to just continue to get pushed back. Like I don't I don't know. I don't think theaters are it's not going to work yet. I you mean, know.
0: I'm not not a not a massive analytics guy, but I'm pretty sure I've been reading um both Tenet and Mulan are I think they're doing above expectations, but that doesn't make it good. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair Like, like um, uh, that's i believe fair. actually i read today mulan is uh coming straight to disney plus uh sans 30 charge i think in december
1: yeah yeah it's, it's gonna be december like it gets released for everybody in december so it's like it's a timed release super expensive doesn't really make sense i i don't know what their move was there i don't have you read anything is it like are people is it like performing well like are they
0: that's what i mean i don't think i I think they're surpassing expectations but i mean how high can your expectations be right
1: that's true that's true anyways are you gonna watch mulan when it when it finally releases
0: no i'm I'm probably not to be honest (laughs) (laughs) i don't care and also what i've read is it's not a good movie so no
1: (laughs) fair enough fair enough So, before we jump into our movie of the week, we have a little bit of podcast news for you. Uh, We're going to try out a new idea. We have this idea kicking around called Genre Bending. So, keep your eye out for this kind of bonus episode that's going to drop in the next couple of weeks. Basically, the idea behind Genre Bending is that we're going to take a movie and then try to flip its genre. So, we would take an action romp and turn it into a musical or vice versa. And then we can take horrors and make them comedies stuff like that, and we'll kind of tackle them using our standard categories, the story, cast, and catch-all, and if that doesn't work, uh, we'll just figure something else out on the fly and hopefully deliver a really fun episode for everybody. I'm excited. Injected into my veins. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and we might have a a special guest on it, not sure. It might be our first episode as a trio. We'll see. Alrighty, so let's just jump into the movie of the week then. This week, Rip and I... We watched Skyscraper. Rip, any, any opening thoughts before I fill in the audience on the details of this movie?
0: Um, if I wasn't scared of heights, I definitely am now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for real, it was, it was actually a really fun movie, man. <laughs>
1: Dude. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> this, this movie is directed by a uh, director known as Ronson Marshall Thurber. And he wrote and directed Dodgeball, Central Intelligence, and this movie. He also directed We're the Millers. He seems to kind of have the directing career that I wish I could have, where you just kind of make something fun every once in a while, and then you just do a movie like Skyscraper, and it's just... He probably just had a hell of a lot of fun on set, you know?
0: Yeah, I I guess. I mean, (laughs) it doesn't seem like a bad gig.
1: (laughs) Oh. Uh, the cast in- includes Dwayne Johnson, Neve Campbell, uh, Chin Han, Roland Moeller, Noah Taylor, and Byron Mann. It was released in 2018 with a budget of $125 million and grossed $304.9 million at the box office. On Rotten Tomatoes, it gets a 48% score from the critics and a 62% score from the audience. A couple of other movies that came out this year, we had Venom, uh, Aquaman, Infinity War, First Man, Into the Spider-Verse, Black Panther, Rampage, another rock movie so clearly not a year lacking big action at all like it's just lots of good action movies that year of course other than rampage did you see rampage we should probably add it to our list i've, I've seen rampage i've seen it too <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> All right. Uh, Here's the synopsis for Skyscraper. Global icon Dwayne Johnson leads the cast of legendaries Skyscraper as former FBI hostage rescue team leader and U.S. war veteran Will Sawyer, who now assesses security for Skyscrapers. On assignment in China, he finds the tallest, safest building in the world suddenly ablaze, and he's been framed for it. A wanted man on the run, Will must find those responsible to clear his name and somehow rescue his family who is trapped inside the building, above the fire line. (laughs) This movie is Die Hard meets Towering Inferno with a John Wick ending and I absolutely love it.
0: I like that you're trying something out there. Uh. Was that your radio DJ voice?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what that was.
0: Can we insert like a fart noise here? <laughs> no,
1: th- what's the, the side whistle? Woo! <laughs>
0: you know what what my girlfriend and i were doing the other day i sound like such a loser every time i say that it's like oh do you guys know rip has a girlfriend um (laughs) she doesn't exist she doesn't exist (laughs) i was just sitting on the couch i don't even know how i thought of this but like when you were in grade school do you remember when you used to um like wrap your fist around your lips and you'd say like Mm -hmm. three (laughs) yeah
1: yeah i I hope i might pick that up you used to do it all the time why no idea why you just go around the school (laughs) <laughs> Simpler times. <laughs> yes. All right. Where do you want to Where do you want to start with this
0: movie? Uh, I I just want to say, like, I actually think this is an awesome movie to follow Six Underground because it's so simple. It's straightforward. Yes. It knows exactly what it is. It doesn't try to be anything more than that. It's a movie about <gasps> the rock in a skyscraper, and that's it.
1: That what I wrote down was um, this is word for word a note that I took. <clears throat> I may have to just come up with ideas to improve already greatness. <laughs>
0: I would like really enjoyed this. I wouldn't go that far, but.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. But this, okay, so for me, this movie falls almost into the category. I have like this really deep appreciation and love for action sci fi movies that are like so bad, they're good. Like they just have like the most ridiculous premise, but some, for some reason they work. Like the core. Yeah, like the core. Like I love the core. Another prime example is Real Steel with Hugh Jackman. I love these movies. So this movie like almost makes the cut on that except i i don't let it join the list just because it basically it it really is and there's no fault for it being this it's an homage to die hard and it's an homage to to that movie like it has to be right
0: yeah and and you know that's fair like it knows what it is and it plays to its strengths right like it it has kick-ass like shots the dialogue is simplified to like memorable quotes um Mm -hmm. like the duct tape jokes (laughs) like i really appreciated those you know the, 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 the stakes in this movie they're high they're relatable like yeah. I don't know. You're sitting there watching a movie and you're like, who wouldn't put their life on the line for their family?
1: Do you have any um like favorite scenes in this movie?
0: Um, Not so much like favorite scenes, but just, I don't know. For me, the whole movie was like enjoyable, but mm-hmm. I couldn't help. but think like every time he did something like, so like cool and dangerous, like how pissed, like, do you think Tom Cruise was that like, he didn't get to do this movie? <laughs> like, there's no way he saw the That's rock. Really there's no like way he home. saw the rock, like run off the crane and was like, Fuck, like, why didn't I do
1: that? <laughs> well, he did something similar. He ran and jumped between those two buildings and broke his ankle. <laughs> it's not the same as jumping off a
0: crane into a
1: building. So true. Okay, so... And I thought I thought going into this, because I'd seen that crane shot before, but never the full movie, I thought going into this that the crane jump scene itself was going to be the most ridiculous thing about this movie. But I, I don't think it is. I think it's the part where... After doing the crane jump, he catches that metal bit and he's just kinda hanging from this little metal bit and somehow generates enough force to throw himself up to without the, it breaking. Yeah. Without it breaking. I'm like, none of this makes sense. That's that was that's really lost <laughs> me. Cause
0: they had me going. I honestly they you built the suspense. This movie actually builds so much suspense and it does it so well. And yeah. that whole crane bit, like, I thought for sure, like, this is this is ridiculous. You know, it's like when Vin Diesel drives off the like burj khalif and into another like dubai building I'm like mm-hmm. there's no way but they sold me on it i fully believe the rock did that jump. no cgi he oh, did that yeah. jump.
1: oh yeah 100 i mean that was like what a 12 foot gap
0: i don't think <laughs> honestly i think he might have cut his leg off for this movie got a <laughs> prosthetic leg and made that jump
1: he might have i i love the I don't know if the scene follows it right afterwards, but there's a, there's a real good patch up scene, you know, like where the, the hero of the movie takes a moment to compose himself. And I think it's when he's using the duct, duct tape for the first time and he's like patching himself up and he fixes his, his prosthetic leg. Love a good patch up scene. Love a good patch up scene.
0: Big <laughs> patch up scene, guys.
1: What are, So what are we going to do for the rest of the pod? If we just love this movie?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I have more thoughts. Like the All thing right. is like, I, as much as I enjoyed this movie, it's not a good movie. Like it's, it's, It's not its fault, though, right? Because it's clearly a victim of its premise. Like, how much can you really do with an entire movie based around, like, escaping a building?
1: That's true. And I I even tried to, like, come up with a couple of different scenarios that could take place in a building. And I had a hard time. I only came up with, like, one. And it's probably not even any good. So, yeah, like, you're right. Like, this movie, it is what it is. And I think it's, like, for an action movie, it's good. Like, I enjoyed it. Yeah, like like I said,
0: I mean it's it's just a victim of its of its premise. But not only that, I mean it's also entirely dependent on who's leading it. And you know we'll talk about this more as we get into casting. But um, it it is what it is. I don't really <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what the plot of. I, I don't know. Maybe you can fill me in on this. Like the the owner of the condo building or the whatever you want to call it, the skyscraper.
1: Oh, uh, um, <clears throat> uh, uh, Lao from Batman. What's his name? His name is Chin Chin Han.
0: A- anyway, so he's. Telling, oh, um, yeah, yeah. he's telling The Rock at one point, I guess, they finally, like, meet after all the, the rubble, whatever, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, I hid a tracking key into my payment for this building or something, and then it, it's yeah, to, like, avoid difference? extortion or something, but the thing is, like, I, I don't even care. It doesn't matter. I'm not watching it for the plot. I'm watching it to watch The Rock, you know, escape like, like this... a really
1: cool yeah. skyscraper building.
0: Yeah, so, I, I don't know, maybe you give this movie, like, a little bit more of a plot, but at the same time, like, you don't, you don't want to escape the the whole simplified process of doing it right so i, oh, I, I don't agree. know I, I think it really is just a matter of it is what it is
1: <laughs> true true so do, do you want to officially just move into story then like do you have any other thoughts on story or I, honestly i thought we were doing story so if we're not i <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I got nothing
1: <laughs> you gotta well yeah all right well then okay i have <laughs> I had this thought right before we actually started and I, I was like, this, this could be interesting. I never, I didn't really crack the idea. So this idea is, um, it's, it's percolating it's on air. It, it is, it is. So what <laughs> this, mo- okay. This idea that I'm going to propose to you is completely different than the movie we watched. And I have some ideas to, to help that movie, but this one's just silly. So what if this movie actually lives in the Pacific Rim universe? Do you know, you know those movies <laughs> with the kaiju monsters and the attacks?
0: S- sort
1: of. It's basically like King Kong movies. It's like the monster movies, and they have the giant robots fighting I, each I know, one. I
0: know the movies. I don't think I've ever seen one, and I don't think I really know good. anything more than that, like looking like the Power Ranger megazoids, and I think Charlie Day's in it too for some reason.
1: Regardless, forget all of that. All right. This movie is about a skyscraper that can withstand those monster attacks. <laughs>
0: Really grasping at straws this weekend. Yeah.
1: No, I do have a I do have a, a real thought that I I had. I thought one more way, like a way to make this movie a little bit more interesting, <clears throat> is if the building was open when when all this took place, because they had this cool idea where the whole like middle section of the tower was all residential. Mm-hmm. So I thought of like, what does that kind of look like? Like what what does that residential thing look like? What's that microcosm ecosystem like? And is there like maybe someone who lives in the residential area, they're the person who took over the skyscraper and it's attacked an attack with, from within. So maybe that makes a little bit more sense than this guy named Botha or Bota or whatever who just wants this red thing.
0: No, that's that's cool. I actually like that because I, I'll i admit, I thought the, the building, the exterior
1: of it, anyways, when we were getting to know it, was it was a treat for the eyes. Like, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very visually appealing. So I think, yeah, I think it just would have been neat to see that building more opened up more living in it kind of thing see what that like because it it, it's a huge building it's like its own little ecosystem altogether so i feel like there's probably really interesting stories that can happen within that
0: yeah for sure i i I agree um do you have any more like fun little stories
1: yeah uh the (laughs) skyscraper the skyscraper should just reach space how about that
0: (laughs) this is the new james gandolfini we're we're now we're just all about space all
1: right Let's move into the casting.
0: Um, hang on. I do have some some gripes with this movie. There's two things I waited for all movie and they didn't happen. And I'm actually pretty pissed off about this. <laughs> so I'm sitting there for the, what, hour and a half of this movie. And I'm patiently waiting for The Rock to take his leg off
1: and beat up a bad guy with it. You know what? Same. Why didn't it happen? All he did was, all he did was save himself with it, right? Like he caught. Yeah. And he, he like, like jammed he the door he... with it. Yeah. Hit someone over the head with it. Well, I agree, because if you're going to use the prosthetic in scenes like this, and like, I feel like when you're writing that part of the movie, like, oh, this is clever. He uses his leg for this. Have him just beat someone else up with it. Like, you're right. Like, take it to that next step. The other thing is,
0: and we got close to this one. All I wanted, that's not true, because I wanted both of these things. I wanted him to kick somebody through a glass window and off the building. He also didn't do that. We got close at the end. He kicked the bad guy, like, into a, I don't know,
1: Mm. a hole in the floor.
0: Yeah, but yeah. that's not the same. You want to hear the glass shatter when somebody goes through it, right?
1: Yeah, you do, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: So two missed opportunities. That's okay though.
1: Other than that, still love it. Still love Other it. Other than that, it was okay. Um,
0: I mean, I guess <laughs> if we're ripping off Die Hard, we could have added like like a ground buddy for the Rock. You know, like I'm sure Kevin Hart was available.
1: That that that's a that's something I have a note in casting. But that what you just said also brings me to another point. There's at the very end of the movie. When you kind of catch up with the guy, there was a cop, there's like a weird subplot of this like cop and his like a his partner trying to figure out what's going on. And at the end of the movie, the cop goes up to the rock and goes, oh, Nice to finally meet you. It's like, you had no contact with him at all until just now. I, I actually missed that. <laughs> That's pretty cool though. But like it made no sense. I was like, this guy he what he doesn't even know like he saw him on the news that's it like he it's not like he was his buddy on the radio i don't, I don't know maybe he just wanted to meet him maybe he
0: wanted a selfie or uh, a shot of his famous tequila right
1: yeah fair <laughs> fair enough
0: <laughs> i actually before we move in the casting i actually have a stupid question i'm gonna ask you no shame mm-hmm. so so they were rescued by a helicopter at the end and we also saw that the owner had a helicopter in the penthouse can helicopters fly that high
1: well they were saying something about the heat, remember? No. <laughs> they, you don't remember that. They were saying like the helicopters can't get too close cuz the building's too hot, like the air around it's too hot. I think that was the fire. Yeah, the fire was causing the building to get yeah, yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah, but no
0: fire. No fire. Can a helicopter no go that high?
1: How high was the building? Was it, like what it was, was the, the tallest building in? building in the world? Yeah, but what was the final stat on it? I think I don't like know. I think it can go higher than like I think a helicopter can go that high. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't think so. And
0: that is probably my biggest gripe. Not, you know what? That, I take you that don't back. Think,
1: Is that you don't think helicopters can go that high? I don't
0: think helicopters can go that high. I take that back. Not a stupid question. Smart question. The movie's wrong. Helicopters can't go that high. <laughs> I'm shooting my shot right now.
1: I'm going to look it up for next episode. Do We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it next episode. <laughs> All right. Let, let's, let's jump into the casting. Can I just say, Neve Campbell... She's stellar. She's great in this movie. I was so happy when I realized it was her.
0: It, I'm sorry. I, excuse my ignorance. I'm not really familiar with her because the, the entire time... I kept thinking for some reason that it was the uh, mom from Spy
1: Kids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> same person. Same person. Pretty much. Yeah. But I was like, oh, wow. that I haven't seen her do anything in a while. But And she was pretty great in it, too. She like, was she good. Was, she was good. <clears throat> Obviously, you got to love The Rock.
0: Yeah, right? for sure. So... I don't know if you want to jump into this, but, um, so we all love The Rock, whatever. He's awesome. And <laughs> what, do, do you not love The Rock? I don't know why you're laughing at
1: Just the me. way, just the way, just the way you just like, oh, we all love The Rock. He's awesome. Of course whatever. we he's all love like The kind Rock. Kind of brushes that. Of course. We all, we
0: all love The Rock. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome.
1: We all love him. He's awesome. Great. Um, <laughs> he totally threw me off.
0: Uh, I will say though, this movie dramatically changes in tone depending who you cast for it. And I will admit, I think for the vibe that they were going for, which I'm assuming is, you know, appealing to everybody right families teens like us old guys he's the right guy for this because with a movie like this you're bringing personality in with with your main lead so you don't really yeah. have to spend time building that in the movie right with the plot or whatever like sure we saw he used to be like a fbi guy i think there was like a one minute part in the beginning where his leg got yeah, blown off right his, yeah sure but like all that aside we know the rock we know the kind of like roles he does whatever so here's my uh proposal to you And um, I really want to drive home this point that, you know, the tone basically comes from the actor in this movie. I'm going to propose a couple more actors and (laughs) you'll see the tone I'm talking about. So for example, Jason Statham, this movie changes completely, right? Like it turns into, I don't know, like a serious action movie. You probably bring in a different director, like, I don't know, like a Michael Bay or something, right? Tom Cruise is another one. We talked about Tom Cruise and how jealous he probably was of that crane jump. That crane jump is way more dramatic if Tom Cruise does it than, you know, worrying whether or not The Rock is going to make it.
1: I don't think he ever does it. I think he just climbs the building, man.
0: <laughs> he just straight up climbs the building. I he
1: just, he just, let's just go for it. I mean, even somebody like Jeremy Renner, like I could see doing
0: this. Yeah. And, and again, you know, it dramatically changes.
1: I, I think you're right. Yeah, because that is a good point. The main star of this movie is he's kind of like the, the pull for it. It's like, here's this plot. It's a solid plot but whoever fills this main role is going to make the movie what it is. Yeah, and it's the rock, 100%. So. <clears throat> I thought of a I thought I thought of two others. I thought of um if you put like Jason Momoa in that role, you get the same movie just with more oh yes and like one-liners.
0: <laughs> At some point he's definitely cracking a beer too.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then I also thought of Kevin James. You got Paul Blart, office security.
0: That's that's good. I honestly can't believe that one's not made. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I I do have some other casting suggestions, though. We mentioned it a bit earlier that The Rock, like, he needs his partner, right? Yes. Like, he needs that that, yes, that boots yes. on the ground guy. What about Sean William Scott? What do we get those two back together?
0: I, I don't know. Well, I don't know what happened to Sean William Scott. Like
1: Neither do I. I don't think I'm I've seen curious. him in
0: anything since I was, like, I don't know, first, second year undergrad, maybe
1: like the first two rock movies ever because they're both like standing tall and walking tall or something yeah like yeah that.
0: One, of, one of those
1: like i don't know is he and good both I... have sean Williams scott in them and they both have the rock in them like I, I i don't know if he's good anymore
0: i don't know or was he ever that's good fair. that's fair the stiff meister yeah <laughs> get the sniff get the stiffmeister in here uh, that... i had another a, a,
1: <laughs> i had another casting thought um So there was that the the female mercenary, who was kind of like a Ruby Rose type character, and like I kind of knew what they were going for. They're going for like this intimidating type character, but I think they could have done better by casting the um, actress from Mandalorian. I just I don't have her name.
0: Oh, I remember her. Yeah, I like her. I think she she would uh, play well in this role.
1: Yeah, she was fantastic as the. I think she was like a purge trooper or something like that, or, or former trooper of some sort, and then working for the um the 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 rebels
0: yeah for sure um what do you think of uh this being a seth rogan movie like
1: with seth rogan as the lead
0: with seth rogan as the lead you know he's like i don't know he's there he's like cutting the red the red ribbon opening up the the tower next thing you know like he's he's at the top there's a fire and obviously he's like super baked like
1: Hur-hur-hur.
0: i gotta get out of this building oh my god that was really <laughs> bad that was really bad <laughs>
1: Oh my god! Um, going back to the Mandalorian actress though, her name is Gina Carano. She would have been fantastic in the role of, of that mercenary. I think. <clears throat> all right, let's move into the the catch all category of our discussion. Got anything for that?
0: Um, I have some directing like suggestions. You know, if you're gonna go, like I said, Jason Statham or again, uh, like Jeremy Renner, Tom Cruise, whatever, you're probably gonna bring in somebody like um, I don't know, Doug Lyman, like he did mr and mrs smith edge of tomorrow american mm, made big okay. he's obviously like a big tom cruise guy um yeah. david ayer you know we've been shitting on him lately because let's be real he hasn't been turning out good stuff but i mean he did fury which was pretty good um bright is like a fun movie i'm gonna not shit on it too much because it's will smith
1: i feel like i watched bright and i was like
0: i didn't mind it it was all right i mean yeah I don't know that's honestly we could do that on here too because that's another like wasted premise but that's fine uh do you have anything um interesting for writing or directing
1: no I, I i just kind of wrote down like kudos to the visual effects team on this job like the this movie looks looks really great like it's sharp like everything looks good that's like the cgi is there
0: no it's really kudos good and to that, everybody
1: that worked on it
0: we usually don't really comment on that either so that's that's actually really cool that you brought that up
1: yeah, cool yeah I don't have anything else that I would change in like, there's nothing I could change for that, though. Like, there's nothing I want more from that because, like, the building looked really cool. The fire scenes were terrifying. I was like, this would fucking suck. <laughs>
0: like, I will say I'm actually shocked that the soundtrack isn't filled with, like, more bangers similar to what we got from Six Underground because, like, you would expect, like, something, like, I don't know. Like, I don't remember the soundtrack at all. Like Crazy Train or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like him mm-hmm. climbing like the the crane and then jumping off. Like, <laughs> Just as
1: he's gonna jump.
0: Yeah. Or like here comes the boom.
1: <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that? No, yeah. that, that that's a classic rock song though, right? Like, n- yeah, you know what I meant. I am. That's I, a song that goes well with the rock.
0: I actually am surprised that there's a lacking soundtrack to this movie, and I think maybe that that's is one department they could have yeah. really enhanced, right? I feel like.
1: I would have to rewatch the movie again, but you're right. Like, uh, cause nothing comes to mind about the soundtrack. Like, and I love soundtracks when it comes to movies. Like they really get me invested in them and like put me in the right emotional state that you need to be to enjoy this movie, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, maybe, and, you know, a the, I don't know it, would, it, would, it's a good aid for building suspense.
0: And like, you know, despite me saying they, they did build the suspense really well, I don't think that it would Just have detracted from it. that. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right. right.
1: Take it to the next level. Yeah. As, uh, as I say, uh, t- kick it to 11 or whatever.
0: Do, do you say that? I don't think I've ever heard you say that.
1: What's the Spinal Tap reference? He's like, oh, I am scale to 11.
0: <laughs> no, give me Harley Quinn. Not happening. Not happening.
1: All right. Well, I think we're going to move away from Skyscraper for, for now. And before we get to movie making, Rip has another game for us to play. Uh, I do have a game to play.
0: So, um because i forgot to name it and just kind of remembered we were doing this about 30 minutes before recording uh we're just going to call it the imdb game (laughs) so what we're going to do here is uh i'm going to read you a title and a synopsis to a lesser known movie starring a big name actor or actress Uh, i'll give you three names but only one of them is actually in it you're going to tell me who it is and then you're going to justify why
1: before you reveal the answer
0: before i reveal the answer you got it uh okay are you ready Alright, number one. This movie is called Going All The Way. It was made in 1997. Here's the plot. After returning home from the Korean War, two young men search for love and fulfillment in middle America. Actor number one, Alec Baldwin. That's the plot. That's the (laughs) plot. Are you ready? Yeah. Actor number one is Alec Baldwin. Number two is Ben Affleck. And number 3 is Robert De Niro.
1: And only one of them is right.
0: Only one of them is in this.
1: And it's called Going All The Way. It's called Going All The Way. What year? 1997. I'm going to go Alec Baldwin because I don't think I don't think Ben Affleck or Robert De Niro really fit that kind of character yet. You are wrong. It is Ben oh, Affleck. Fuck. Ah, that was my second choice. <laughs> I mean, you only got three. <laughs> All right. All right. 0 for, for however many we're doing.
0: 0 for 1. So we're, we're going to keep going. We got I got two more for you. Hopefully you get one.
1: That's what I'm hoping for.
0: Okay, so number two. For richer or poorer, this movie also came out in 1997. A real estate hustler and his wife hide from the IRS among the Amish. And these are all real movies, just so you know. How, like that sounds like a funny plot. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So, actor number one, Tim Allen. Actor number two, Billy Bob Thornton. Actor number three, Bill Murray. Go.
1: What? What? What is it for? For richer or poorer?
0: Yeah. Well,
1: Tim Allen. That is Tim Allen. Good for you. <laughs> Why? Why Tim Allen? <laughs> you, did, you didn't even let me rationalize it. For I don't know. I, that was a gut decision. So <laughs> I think I got that right because I just said it. I didn't have a rationale for it. Good strategy. So, okay. One in one. It's the make it or break it. Are you ready?
0: Number three. Let's go. Mysterious Skin. This came out in 2004. S- Mysterious Skin. A teenage hustler. And a young man obsessed with alien abduction cross paths, together discovering a horrible, liberating truth. Your actors: number one, Seth Green; number two, Brie Larson; number three, Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
1: Hmm. Can
0: you can you read the synopsis for me again? Absolutely. <laughs> a teenage hustler and a young man obsessed with alien abductions cross paths, together discovering a horrible, liberating truth. Mysterious Skin, released 2004.
1: This is like some kind of weird spelling bee. Can you use the... <laughs> Can you give me a quote from the movie, please? Um,
0: ah, an alien!
1: <laughs> uh, let's go with Alison Bree. <laughs>
0: sorry, what? Bree Larson, not Alison Bree so, Sorry, Bree Larson. That's also wrong. <laughs> you want to take not one more that. guess?
1: um seth green
0: no do you
1: want to tell me why you didn't
0: pick joseph gordon levitt
1: <laughs> i don't know i he just doesn't seem like he'd be in a movie like that i don't know.
0: <laughs> i mean he was in uh what's it called third Rock from the sun no oh yeah true that's it, aliens i mean to be fair we don't know what the movie's actually about
1: <laughs> i have no idea that plot is that gives me nothing <laughs> i do like the, i do like this game though it gives you
0: plenty there's a teenage hustler and there's a young man and they uh they cross paths something to do with aliens i don't know
1: well see i don't like when you start adding two people to this the plot so i'm like okay well is he am i guessing the teenage hustler or the man that he crossed paths with well you're supposed
0: to tell me you're supposed to rationalize that
1: that's your job not my job i did my job that's fair <laughs> i don't like this game anymore moving on one for two <laughs> and that's uh, one it. and
0: two sorry uh yeah we can move on <laughs>
1: Do you, have, do you have any others or no?
0: No, I have three. So who knows? I don't know. Maybe next week you can can uh, put me through the ringer. Is that, that, that's I like that a, idea. That's an expression, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's payback time. That's what they say. Big, big expression, guys. I'll be back. <laughs> do right, move into uh <laughs> No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> We're going to move into movie making for the week. And Rip, you are going first this time.
0: That's fair. Um, I also came up with my movie making about half an hour before we started recording so let's let's see how this goes
1: <laughs> perfect want to recap our criteria please
0: yeah so you gave me um actors denzel washington and jonah hill the location is new york and the thing is an object it's a piece of paper with an address on it so All right, hit me when we were talking about this last week um i think i was sort of running some ideas by you basically saying jonah's either gonna have to go serious or denzel is gonna have to go funny uh Couldn't come up with a way to do either of those. So we're going to try something new. (laughs) In this movie, we got uh, both Jonah Hill and Denzel playing themselves. So we're we're going to skip five years into the future. Uh, Jonah's having a rough go. Two-time Oscar nominee has had a string of awful movies. His career is quickly burning out until his agent lands him a role in an Aaron Sorkin political drama. As you can see, uh, it's clearly based on all the movie news I found today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, this seems like good news. Jonah has completely lost confidence in himself. You know, he's turning out bombs. Doesn't think he can do uh, Aaron Sorkin's movie justice. So one night he finds himself in New York at a rap party for Tom Hanks. Just assuming he probably knows Tom Hanks. Everybody likes Tom Hanks, so I would assume he would probably be invited to a rap party at Tom uh, Hanks's rap party location in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's there. Denzel's there. Denzel uh, goes to use the bathroom. Uh, he hears jonah weeping from one of the stalls they have a heartwarming chat because it's denzel you know of course he's a stand-up dude he's gonna he's gonna help jonah out so he says uh jonah come find me at the bar when you clean yourself up and we'll have a little chat so jonah thanks him uh, for his kind words and he tells him "Uh, i'm gonna come back greater than ever denzel asks well how are you gonna do that and jonah tells him with your help after pleading and begging denzel reluctantly agrees He signals the bartender, you know, one of these, like, come here, come here, uh, for a scrap piece of paper and a pen. Writes his address down, walks away. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the blockbuster hit, Jonah Goes to Washington.
1: (laughs) I can't believe that was just a long, elaborate ploy. (laughs) To use that title. title. (laughs) So happy right now. Though. The movie itself is is, uh, is a
0: whole bit, so I don't really have any other bits. I know,
1: I know. Um, But I'm really happy. That 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 that's a good one. That made me laugh. I, I actually, you know what? Yeah. I have
0: one. I have one bit.
1: <laughs> I just like. Can I can I ask something? Like, is there going to be a scene where like, like Denzel is just throwing the football to Jonah, and like Jonah's asking him questions? He's like, "Oh, should I try that?" And he's like, "No, don't do that." Oh, absolutely. And and there's going to be a million you know, of
0: those scenes. The whole okay, montage. Perfect. The whole movie is going to be a giant montage of that.
1: <laughs> and it's just Denzel telling Jonah not like not to do things like, nope,
0: Yeah. Like, okay. So hang on. Cause you're going to steal my bit. <laughs> so basically they meet up for their first training day.
1: Okay. Oh,
0: <laughs> see what I did there. Um, so Jonah asks if Denzel has seen I any didn't of his hear what you did there in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonah asks Denzel, if he's seen any of his movies, uh, Denzel says no chance, but for some reason he's always seen Jonah in variety and, and, and deadline only. He, he thinks it's Jonah. You can't tell because jonah keeps shape-shifting so he goes damn it you gotta pick a damn size mm. Jonah's not Christian Bale. <laughs> stop losing weight stop gaining weight it ain't healthy that's that's my bit uh, yeah again that bit is pretty that's much funny. just created I, to
1: use the training day quip that's fair that's fair but I also I like that Denzel has never seen any of Jonah's movies he, he thinks he has he's not he's not sure I like that I would assume like Denzel doesn't even watch his own movies he doesn't strike me as like a big movie guy i wonder do
0: you have a favorite denzel
1: movie
0: um training day okay i'm kidding i actually haven't seen training day that's just to me i feel like that's the coolest denzel movie so i said that
1: i i don't know if i have a favorite either i'd have to watch them all again but i recently like a couple months back watched that. it was with chris pine i think it's called unstoppable okay yeah actually, trains, i remember you saying that the two the two trains yeah that movie is awesome Oh, watch you it you
0: know what else he's in actually that i do like is um inside man
1: yeah with clive all. with clive owen yeah very good movie can we take very, a second to just movie.
0: do you buy this that clive owen is essentially a smart drama version of Nicolas cage
1: yeah i do i do buy that yeah okay I, I yeah that's an interesting comparison hmm.
0: so yeah that's guess that's that's, my... uh, that's jonah goes to washington so if you want to hit me with your movie it. uh i'm, I'm I all it, aboard I love it
1: all right okay so took me a little while to figure this one out there's a lot going on and then at the end of it i realized something that almost ruined it for me and almost made me restart but i didn't i kept it anyways um so the criteria that rip gave me last week was denzel washington and his son john david washington the location was new york state in the year 3030, and the thing was that john david washington's character has a photographic memory okay you ready i'm ready all right i don't have a title for it yet Still working on it. Oh the, oh, oh, the audience won for last week on the Michael Sarah horror movie. <clears throat> Here we go. In the dystopian future of 3030, protecting digital data from malicious hacks and wireless threats is nearly impossible. The only way to transport information safely is the old-fashioned way. Analog. No technology involved. But paper and cryptic codes can be stolen or cracked. An entirely new form of transfer is needed. No hard copies. No soft copies. The only trusted method of transferring data in New York City is a biocopy, a person who can memorize massive amounts of information and recite it perfectly, or a person with a verified photographic memory. And this is where Denzel and John enter. They're a father-son biocopy team. And where most biocopy teams would never really see a fight, these guys, they handle the highest of high-stakes transfers, okay? It's, <laughs> this is like some serious stuff. Basically, our story now is that John David Washington and Denzel Washington have to deliver plans and data that can help free the flow of information once again and like get rid of all the malicious attacks. So it's like a very out there sci fi movie.
0: <laughs> I, honestly, like, did you take a writing class? Because this sounds incredible. This is, I did not. I I kind of feel what bad. I, remember... I, I keep giving you such a bad. <laughs> criteria, and the first time I give you something good, you pull this off. Like, this sounds like a really cool movie.
1: I thought the same until I remembered, I haven't seen this movie, until I remembered a movie called Johnny Mnemonic. Do you know this movie? No, I don't. This is a Keanu Reeves movie from the 90s where I've never seen it, but I, I what I understand of it is uh he has some kind of data thing in his head that he can, like, inject data into, and then he's like a human courier. So it's basically the same plot. But since we're doing we're, skyscrapers and homage to, to Die Hard, same thing, right? Bring it back, Everybody's man. We
0: have, like, remakes every year.
1: Um, the only thing that I really thought of this outside of the storyline was, like, a little bit of an action set. I really want to see... <clears throat> you, have you heard of the, the Hyperloop concept? You what know, you know what that is? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. I want to see, like, a crazy chase sequence in a Hyperloop. That would be cool. Like, a very, very high-speed action thing think like um mission impossible one when tom cruise is on top of the train but way faster
0: i I actually really like that also like how cool would a bullet be in a hyperloop right
1: yeah like like, would the bullet and the train be going the same speed and traveling along next to each other like that that kind of stuff is cool that's crazy stuff that's that's a christopher Nolan movie right there let's mess with it It, chris if you're listening we can talk
0: come on the pod All right. All right. I'm going to read you my criteria. I feel awful because that was really cool. And I'm going to give you such a hilarious, hilariously bad criteria for next week. So
1: I don't know, man. I hope you enjoyed it while you uh, you had. I don't know if anything could be as bad as Michael Sarah in Rhode Island, 19 or 1790.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to chirp any more states because we don't have the followers to justify that. We need all the followers we can get. And this one happens to take place in... Dayton, Ohio. So, (laughs) if somebody's out there in Dayton, Ohio, uh, you have a lovely state and a lovely city. So, for next week, I want you to give me a movie with uh, John Cena in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, the thing, I'm going back to a gag. John Cena is deathly allergic to peanuts.
1: Okay. I don't know if that's a gag. That's a gag. (laughs) All righty. And, and and to think, I gave you some, this this week I came up with some criteria that I was like, this is a, this is down the plate, middle. Rip is going to tee this one. It's going it, to, it's he's going to go yard on it. It's going to be great. I mean, I do that every week, bro. You, you give me John Cena in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Man, we're
0: not upsetting people from Dayton, Ohio. Like, did you not just hear me? It's
1: a great city. It's you a great a, state. You got, you got your pen and paper ready? Yeah, hit me. All right, I'm giving you Jack Black and Adam Sandler. No, you can't. I want to see those two together.
0: You can't put them together. They clash. They're the same person. I don't care. Oh, hey, Jack.
1: (laughs) Hello. All right, the location is a yacht. And the thing is like a... I don't know if you want to call this like a character flaw trait or something. But Adam gets very emotional over anything that resembles a setting sun.
0: That's a that's a gag. That's a pretty good gag. Yeah, it's a gag. <laughs> Call it a character flaw. <laughs> oh, but it's so pretty.
1: <laughs> all right, <clears throat> all right. Um, just a quick reminder, everyone out there, follow our letterbox accounts. You can find the Screenwriters Pod at at Screenwriters, and then you can find Rip and I at Rip from the Pod and Chaps from the Pod on letterboxed also if you want to get in touch with movie suggestions or you have movie making ideas or anything else reach us at the screenwriters at gmail.com rip you got any closing thoughts or statements
0: um no <laughs> i guess i don't all right well <laughs> see you later goodbye everyone <laughs> hey
1: everybody uh chaps here once again we forgot to say the movie that we're watching next week Next week, we're going to tackle Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. That's on Netflix, so you can catch it there. Zoinks!